0: Welcome, Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Monday, January 15th, and you know what we're starting with today. You know what we're starting with today. Tanner, do you know what we're starting with today? How about them boys? Oh, I thought. Oh, we were talking. I, I was asking Tanner Ben, not you. But I uh, guess Ben Ben I, am, I
1: thought we were going to talk about Alabama's new head coach. No, we'll, that, no. that's coming later. That, <laughs> well, we're starting, rightfully so. Brandon, take it away. Rightfully so, we're starting with the Cowboys-Packers game. Packers. I, I would like to point out really quick though, bro. I predicted their season literally perfect. If you go back and listen, the only thing that I missed was I said that they would be the number one seed and lose in the first round of the playoffs, and they were the number two seed. You can talk about how their season went in a second. Let's get to the game first. Let's do it,
0: bro. Packers at Cowboys. Packers win 48. Yes, you didn't hear me wrong. It is 48 points to the Cowboys scoring 32. Now, you say, wow. Packers beat the Cowboys by 16 points. That is a massacre. Let me point out to you, it was way more of a massacre than that. When the Packers got their 48th point, it was 48. Actually, I think it was 41 to 16. And then the Cowboys got another touchdown to make it 41 to 24, and then the Packers scored another touchdown making it 48 to 24. So, and also, the Packers started the game off in the first half, twenty-seven to zero. This was an absolute just obliteration. Just destroyed the Cowboys nonstop. Uh, Packers offense could not be stopped. Dak Prescott could not stop throwing it to the Packers. The first interception that he threw to Jair, let's be honest, really wasn't a bad throw. That was just a great play by Jair. The second, the pick six that he threw was that was a terrible, terrible throw. So thank you, Dak, for doing Dak things in the playoffs. We appreciate that.
2: I'm pretty sure in the first quarter he was over five with a pick.
0: Yes, I I think it may have been like over six or something like that. Over over (laughs) six an interception.
1: And then whenever it was last time I looked at his stat the, the first time I looked at his actual stat line he was three for seven with an interception. Really? He was three for seven with an interception. Okay.
0: Well, the first, the first quarter. I don't. Th- I agree with Ben. I don't think he threw a completion in the first quarter. I think quarter. he
2: was zero for five with a pick in the first quarter. I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, regardless, it was terrible. Yeah. It and was bad. At the time that he threw the pick six, it was like three for ten and two interceptions or something like that. Yes. It was. It. Oh my goodness, dude. That once that pick six happened, by the way, and there was about two minutes to go in the first half. It was game over. At that point, there was it was still the first half, but it was over. That was game. Uh, I was thrilled to death. I still I watched every second of the game, so I wasn't like you know, oh we got it in the bag. I'm not even going to watch it anymore. But I never for one second thought that the Cowboys were going to come back and win the game. Um, Jordan Love, dude. I, I I every week that we talk about these games I praise Jordan Love and I just I don't have nothing else to say, man. Like this is just at this point, I'm not even like that impressed with this performance. Like it's just what I expect now. Like this is just this is just what I expect from Jordan Love at this point. It just keeps doing it. The week in, week out, just keeps doing the same thing. He keeps balling, making back foot throw after back foot throw, pinpoint accuracy, downfield short throw is medium throws like everything he can do, everything, sideline throws, middle of the field throws, whatever you need, he's got it for you. Uh, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones owns the Cowboys. Every time he plays against the Cowboys, he has a career game. A dude went nuts, over 100 yards rushing again, three rushing touchdowns. Dude was a monster. Tanner, how does it feel to see him doing that now that the fantasy season is over and you know he's not doing it for your fantasy team? When, you, when he did nothing for your fantasy team all year because he was hurt. How does that feel?
1: I appreciate you bringing my pain up. Yeah. Yeah, um, pretty much that's the perfect example of how my fantasy season went, I feel like. <laughs> like, that was the perfect... Like, literally weeks one through 18, he either didn't play, gave me three points. Well, the there. last two weeks he balled out, but that the fantasy season was over at that point. Yeah, it was playoffs that I didn't make. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, of course. That's just pretty much the perfect explanation of how all my fantasy seasons yes. went this year. Okay, so I want
0: to ask you guys about, I feel like, is anybody else, before I get to the Cowboys? does anybody else
1: want to praise the Packers about anything else before we Get over to talking about. The I'll, I'll give credit, like I'll give credit where credit's due, because uh, you kind of done this to CJ, so you know I, I feel like I need to do this to Jordan. Like, look, Jordan's a beast, man. Like he's his, his the throws that he makes, especially off his back foot. Like he does it a lot, though. Just like what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give him credit, man. He's a great quarterback, especially with the young weapons that they have. Like he has genuinely, genuinely surprised me. I've never said I didn't think he was a good quarterback. My entire thing has just been give him time, like let him get out of diapers before we start crowning him, you know, the next Tom Brady. But like he's, dude, he's legit. Like the, cap, the Packers are going to be a problem. Like he,
2: as long as Jordan loves, I'm I'm stopping you right there. No one ever said anything about Tom Brady. It was Brett Favre, Aaron Rod, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. No mm-hmm. one ever said it. Get, get Tom Brady out of the Green Bay Packers conversation. No one Bro, cares about Tom. Brady. Do you know why I brought that
1: up? Because I was basically saying people. I was I was being sarcastic, saying that people are already like calling Jordan Love like. Yeah, I know, just, and we that, don't, That's we, what I was saying. Like I wasn't. My goodness, Ben. Bringing up Tom Brady when talking about the Packers is n- no. Because Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. We so, all know it. Dude. Okay, we can. Move we on. all know. We can. Move okay, on. Ben. Content. Anyway, you got anything? Okay. Ben you- digressed with this conversation. I did not. Okay. But okay. I'm, I'm giving Jordan Love. I'm giving Jordan Love the credit that he deserves. So, Ben, do you yep. think to to that
2: uh, a little bit of what Tanner said? Honestly, I thought they were going to be like seven and ten, maybe eight and nine at the best this year. Uh, I didn't think they were going to have a winning record. They managed to put it together. I was looking good early in the season. Didn't think they were going to have a winning record. And then uh, Jordan Love just decided that he was not going to care what anyone said. He was just going to play carefree. And he just started dotting everybody. It doesn't matter who's on the field. He's just going to lob it to somebody out there. He's like, somebody's down there. It's like it's like the good parts of Jameis Winston without the bad parts of Jameis Winston. Like, he just doesn't care. He's going to fire the ball. And but he, it, it's but he doesn't it put go. it in
0: harm's way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's. Because he's it's, thrown one pick in the last, like, eight or now, nine games. Now, or like I that. do want to say this. People keep putting up the stat line of how many touchdowns he's threw to one interception. I do want to say this. A huge part of that only throwing one interception is because of how perfect Matt LaFleur has been scheming things up. Yeah. Like, he. Jordan Love. He is only having to throw a ball that's being contested. He only has to throw like four of those every game. Did Did you see that last touchdown pass last night? Yeah, that was. He should not have thrown that ball. That was, there was like four Cowboys arms just crossing through, and somehow the ball just squeezed. his just under. sidearm just flicked it straight to the tight end, and just no. That wasn't that was Romeo Dobbs.
2: Oh, it was Dobbs. Okay, yeah. I thought it was Musgrave. Uh,
0: I do want to say this about the Packers before we move on to the Cowboys too. Tanner was talking about them being a problem moving forward. Next year, I don't know about the defense because defense has got some more veterans and there's more money in the defense, so there may be a little bit of turnover in the defense, but next year's offense will be the exact same players that we have right now. We will not be losing any. They're all on rookie contracts, all of them. All, all, they're all on rookie contracts. The only thing is
2: Aaron Jones might not look the
0: same. Aaron Jones will probably be a step slower. But I expect us to draft a third or fourth round running back that can contribute to the team. We, we need yeah. our, we need a Tajay Spears type of running back next year. We need we need one of those guys. I agree with you. Which that. knowing the Packers, they'll probably draft like four or five in like the yes. sixth or seventh round. Yes. and one of them will be. They, good. They'll draft like three mid round running backs, and it's like, <clears throat> hey, one of these guys is going to be good. So that's what because that's what they did, they did. They got they got Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in the same year. They actually drafted Jamal Williams higher than Aaron Jones, and they both worked. They both were good. <laughs> they were yeah. both good. So that's 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 their style. It's what so like, you do. giving up on AJ Dillon then? I love AJ Dillon. I just don't think he fits this offensive scheme. Yeah. He's just he's not the style of running back they need. Like he just doesn't fit it. They need quick when you hit the whole burst of speed kind of running backs. Mm-hmm. And AJ Dillon's is not that guy. Trade AJ to the Titans. And Jordan Love is so good at RPOs. Not mm-hmm. Brown. He uh Jordan Love's so good at RPOs that we don't really need a power running back. We can be on the goal line and do RPOs, and they work just as effectively as a goal line running back does. So i am we don't really need them. I, I love A.J. Dillon. But it, do you know what
1: RPO stands for, Ben? Run okay. press off. Okay, just yeah. making sure, bro.
0: Tam, you can't, like, okay. whisper stuff like that because it just sounds like mumbling in the podcast. Oh, does it? Yes. Do you know what that stands for, Ben? He's
2: mad at me because I said <laughs> the, they need to trade A.J. to the Titans, and then I said not Brown.
1: Wow. Well, Okay. Yep. Anyway, go on, uh, you going? I'm gonna. That's gonna be but my wait. first merchandise T-shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna say, "Be on the neutral zone," and then on the back, "Go lay in the road." Go <laughs> <lane>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but speaking of Jordan Love, Jordan Love had something in his contract for a bonus, like a playoff win. Is he he earned himself five hundred thousand dollars in this one game? So, congrats to him. He deserved it. Yep. Dude, can you imagine if? Aaron Rodgers actually played all
2: season for the Jets, too, I know and the Packers had a first-round pick also. Yeah. Like,
0: that'd be crazy. It would be. I mean... Instead, now they just have a really high second. We'll but, get a second. We, we could still get a really productive player right there, but it won't be quite the same. But it would have been great, I agree. Anyway, regardless, um, still a good decision by the Packers to make that trade. Should have been a year earlier, though, but whatever. we'll We'll get over it. Uh, move on to the Cowboys now. So I'm going to ask you guys. I, obviously, your answer is probably going to be both or multiple things or whatever. But is the biggest issue with the Cowboys? Is this a Mike McCarthy thing? Is it a Dak Prescott thing? Or is it something else? What What do you think it is? You want to go first? You know, what is it? It's
2: a Jerry Jones problem.
0: Jerry Jones. Okay,
2: explain. He just has like. He's trying to play head coach, GM, and owner all at the same time, and then if they don't win a Super Bowl, he's mad about it. And it's like, dude, your team just went 12-5 and and got the two seed. Yes, they lost in the first round. Yes, that's disappointing. That's a good season, but because it's the Cowboys, and it's Jerry Jones, and it's America's team, and they have all this publicity and advertisement, which... That's part of the reason that I don't like the like As far as the Cowboys organization, I don't have anything against them or any of their players, honestly. It's just the fact that it's shoved down our throat all the time. And most of that is from Jerry Jones being a businessman. It's just like he puts all this expectations on them, and then they just don't perform. And then he's like, well, obviously it's someone else's fault, even though he's the one that made all the decisions. So that's
1: what I think. What do you think it is, Tanner? I personally think it's a little deeper than that. I think it's a couple of things. Um, I do think that one, I do think it is a Jerry Jones problem. I don't see this team winning a Super Bowl until Jerry Jones is gone. But on the other side of that, Stephen Jones is going to step into the When you say gone, he's not the, you mean. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, I mean. You mean mean, not the owner. Yes, yes, that's (laughs) what what I mean. That's what I mean. But as soon as he is, um, as soon as Jerry Jones steps down from that position. Steven Jones is just stepping right up from that – right into that position. Do you not so, think Steven Jones may give up some of that power? No. You don't no. think he Steve, is? I, so, give – I think Steven will go about it in a different way. From a power perspective, I see I – think- I don't think Steven – will try to have his hands in as many areas as Jerry Jones does. I I could see Stephen Jones still
0: wanting to be a controlling owner, Mm -hmm. but I do think he will at least hire an actual general manager. Do do you not see it? I I think he'll actually hire one.
1: I see that. The thing is, Jerry Jones... The, the the road, that, and I'm not trying to digress. Okay, let me, let me say this and then I'll get back to that so I don't digress because this is kind of a little off topic, but it's about Jerry Jones. So I do think that it's a Mike McCarthy thing as well. Um, I don't think Mike McCarthy is as good of a coach as a lot of people think he is. I personally feel like Aaron Rodgers made Mark McCarthy. That's just me. And that tasted so bad saying that because we all know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. But anyway, look, you guys might disagree on, on this personally. I just... Part of me just really thinks that this is just a mental thing when it comes to the Cowboys at this point. Because, I'm sorry, like, it is it is every single year, dude. And, like, if you, look, if you break it down, okay, if you truly break this roster down, do I think that Dak Prescott is the quarterback that can lead the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl? No, I don't. I'm sorry. I, I just... I don't think he's that guy. And I it's nothing against Dak Prescott. I love Dak Prescott, man. I really do. On the field, off the field, he's a he is a class act. But look, man, like I, I don't know how many I don't know how many servings you need to see from Dak in playoff games to show he's not the guy in that scenario. Like, yes, in the past he's ran into some juggernauts with the 49ers, everything like that, but he just looked bad in this game, bro. Like, he did. If we're being he looked bad in this game. I mean, the okay? Panthers' defense and played that, better than I expect, but there yeah. were
0: still plays that could have been made yeah. by Dak, and yeah. he just was not on.
1: And I'm sorry, He's like, done. even in, in taking it as a, and this is another thing, I, I think it's just a mental thing at this point. Like, it may be just the moment or something like that or history. I, I really don't know, man, but. If you go roster to roster with what they've had in the past, dude, I'm sorry, like, Cowboy haters are going to say they're not a good team, but look, man, in the past, if you look at everybody that the Cowboys have had, dude, they're not a bad, they have been, they have had some elite rosters in the past, okay, they just can't win the big game, like, even this year, the roster isn't as bad. Do what, what do you say in the past. How far in the past are you talking? I'm talking. About? Just, I'm talking. Ju- okay. I'm talking just with Dak Prescott at quarterback. Hold they've up. had. They've had multiple top five offensive lines with healthy offensive lines. Right. Okay. They've had good receiving cores with CD Lamb and some of the like. They've had. They've had. Which I personally, I personally don't think CD is as good as. A lot of people think he is like I don't consider him a top three, top five receiver like everybody else. But CD is still a really, really good receiver, man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry he is okay. You've had, and I mean, what this is, is this his second or his third year? You also had Amari Cooper. On that team as well. So, like, and you you had Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I'm not a massive Ezekiel Elliott fan because once he got that contract, he was going downhill. Tony Pollard's a great running back. They just don't use him. They yeah. just don't use him right, okay? Their defense has been fantastic. I mean, last year they led the entire league in turnovers. They had a cornerback that literally set the NFL record in – or that I'm pretty sure they topped the NFL this year in turnovers as well. Probably. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but that's back-to-back years you have had a defense that is leading the league in turnovers, and you have considered the one of the best, if not the best, pass rusher currently in the NFL. Okay, the Rams won with le- the Rams won a Super Bowl with less talent than that. I mean, uh, all of the whoa, that Rams
0: well, team was stacked. that
1: Rams team was. Sta- yes, that Rams team was I mean, stacked. OK, that Rams team was stacked. And I'm not I'm not trying. Well, OK, I, I guess I'll take that back. I'll, I'll digress. I'll digress on that point because come to think like that, that was a stacked team. But I'm saying if you compare like roster to roster and you go down and you look at the players that the Cowboys have had, bro, it's deeper than this. Like I, it, it's deeper than that. And that's just my personal opinion. So I
2: completely just disagree with that. And the reason why is I think if you look at a Cowboys roster next to anyone else's roster... Because they play for the Cowboys, you immediately put them in higher praise than what they should be getting. Dude, you to. don't like, lead every
0: Cowboys player is overrated. I typically
1: do not lead the NFL and turnovers back to back with a terrible loss. So I wanna make points.
0: I wanna make points on both of what you all just said. I, I tend to lean with Ben here that because you got that Cowboys star next to you, you a lot of times get boosted up. The turnover thing that you're talking about, I don't have the stats in front of me for this season. But I guarantee you, almost every single one of those turnovers were against really bad football teams. I'll they, give you that. They I would just pro- honestly, they I would probably give they. It. We've been saying it all year. Mm-hmm. They stat pad against the bad football teams. That's they what they've been they doing do. all year. And I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say they don't. They, they've like, been I'm really boosting not. their stats every time they play against a trash team. They mm-hmm. boost their stats as much as they possibly can. That's yeah. what they've been doing all year. Mm-hmm. And they had the. Easiest record, uh, like schedule this year. Yeah, they other, other, oh, Maybe the Dolphins. It was them or the Dolphins. Them and the Dolphins yeah. each had like the easiest schedule in the NFL. Um, the Dolphins ended up with a losing record versus teams with winning records, and I'm pretty sure the Cowboys did too. Uh, I don't know how many teams they played that had winning records. It was probably the, all four that the, lost after the Cowboys lost last night. I saw. I did see this stat: the Giants have more wins this season versus teams with winning records than the Cowboys do. Like it's crazy. It's yes. just it's crazy, dude. Um, so of a couple more things I want to say about based on what Tanner was saying a second ago. One, the Tony Pollard thing we're talking about—they don't use him right. This is Mike McCarthy's been with the Cowboys for a few years, but this is the first year he's the play caller. Mm-hmm. That's the way he calls plays. He just I like it. running backs yeah. aren't really involved. That's what he did with the Packers mm-hmm. too. I mean, it was just throw, 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 throw. Running back, who cares? Um, so that's just what that's just, that's a Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. thing, which some ways is is good and in some ways it's bad cuz if you got a guy like Tony Tony Pollard you need to use him man like you don't have to run every play like say they don't run every play with the Giants Saquon like but they use him you know like i mean you got to use that guy a little bit more now I'm not saying Tony I mean, Pollard's safe on it, but but he's he's a good enough Tony Pollard is not an every down back,
2: and I've been telling is. you all that.
1: I
0: think he is. I
1: uh, when they okay, play, I, on, I think Hold he's
2: on.
0: very he's comparable. Slashing. He's very comparable to Aaron Jones. He can be used for all three downs, but you can't use him all three downs for a whole season. He's not, he's not okay, built for that. That may be fair because Aaron Jones has never done that either. Yeah. Even in the past three weeks he's been used pretty much every down, but yeah. that's only a three-week sample size yeah. because he's been hurt all year. So he's, he's got really fresh legs. Even, so you may have a point there. Even that year that Zeke
2: went down and everyone was like, get rid of Zeke, Pollard looks better. It was for like a four or five-week sample that Tony Pollard went off. And at the end of that, he literally was like, I'm gassed. I
1: can't do this. That's gotcha. look that no, was it's from that's a fair point. Ben, I mean that was being fair to Ben, even though I disagree, that was a that was a concern coming into the season for Tony Pollard. True. Can he that that was now
2: he does need to be used more than he was this year for sure. Because he can
0: handle more of a workload than nothing. So, I I I want to say a few more things based on what Tanner was saying a second ago. Um the roster thing I I disagree for the most part. Um I think every year since I've been, at least in high school, maybe even middle school, the Cowboys always have a really good record for whatever reason. I don't know how. At the end of the year, they have a good record. But I never think the Cowboys are actually a really good football team. I think they're slightly above average year in and year out. I think they're a slightly above average football team. But their record is so good. That when the playoffs come around, people have these expectations that they're Super Bowl contenders. But whenever every year that I look at the roster, I don't actually think they're Super Bowl contenders. So when they lose, it's not surprising to me. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I expect. But since everybody else expected so much, everybody thinks it's a disaster and it's such a failure. I don't think going 12-5 and five and losing to a surprisingly good young Packers team is necessarily a failure. OK, but because of the expectations that the media and that all the fans put on them, it's a failure, even though in reality, it's really not a failure. Like that's that's kind of the way I look at it. every year. It really wasn't a bad season. It's really not a bad performance. Mike McCarthy's really not a bad coach. Jerry Jones is really not a terrible owner, even though he talks too much. Uh, and actually, considering that he doesn't have a general manager and just does it all himself, I think he does a pretty freaking good job. He's just, he's too much of a businessman for his own good. That's true. Yes. Uh, and he hypes up the team very well, which makes him even more money, but it puts the expectations so high that you have no choice but to fail. That's what's going on. And the
1: the the bar is set way too high, and you're going to fail every se- every season is Super Bowl or bust for them. Exactly, literally, yeah. that's that's, and that's every that's single that's season. That's
0: unrealistic. Yeah, I you, mean it is the NFL. 100%. You you can't do that. Winning a Super Bowl is insanely hard. Nobody is ever going to be Tom Brady ever again. That is – that's just not going to happen, okay? That's unrealistic expectations. You can't do that, okay? Your chances of winning a Super Bowl every year is one out of 32. You've got a one in 32 chance. That means once out of every
1: 32 years you're going to win a Super Bowl. One time. That's, I think that's, you can bring that down to like one into it Because we know a good 10 to 12 teams are not going to be like – I don't. I, I disagree
0: with. I. I really do think that in general. Now, okay. over, oh, if you thinking. if you look yeah. at it over the course of an entire like a one hundred year period. Yeah. I I think that you are going to win a Super Bowl one out of every thirty two years. Here's I thing. just think that because now you for have different, different for a four different, and five year window
2: yeah. that you actually have a legitimate shot at winning the exactly. Super Bowl. Mm. But then there is also that rebeard period rebuild period where you don't have a chance to win the super bowl different di- yeah, then, goes there's, along with,
0: then there's another four to five years that you have a chance. different decades there's going to be different organizations that are at the top of that power okay yeah. but i do think that mathematically it's going to go out and now also there's only been 32 teams in the nfl for like 20 years now so there's not it's not even it's not even, it's not been a one out of 32 even for 32 years yet so and the last time the the Cowboys won a Super Bowl? Was when ninety six? They, they got they got to the NFC Championship in ninety five, but I don't know if they won the Super Bowl that year or not. I'm not sure.
2: It was either ninety five or ninety six. So
0: so we're we're a, we're right around that thirty two year mark. But if you go a little over thirty two years, that's not a big deal. Okay, if you win a Super Bowl every forty years, I mean, that's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's you can you can live with it. You know. That's, I, here's the thing. As if you're in the NFL, okay, if you're making the playoffs every year, you're doing something right. Okay. Because once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. The, The NFL showed that more than any other league. If you're in the playoffs, you can win the Super Bowl. So if as long as you're making the playoffs, you're putting yourself in that ring every single year, you got a chance.
2: I don't know if you want to be making the playoffs every single year.
0: I I I I, I sometimes I, it's better to be a really bad team. I I disagree with that. It's better to be a really bad team than somebody that just misses the playoffs. But I think if you're making the playoffs, you you can you can get hot for a three week stretch. You can do that. Even if you're not a great team. You can get hot for three weeks. It can happen. Um,
1: you can have. I mean, look at literally. Uh, I was going to say look at the Texans, but I mean that team has been good all season long. Yeah, that team.
0: There, good. there has. I don't think it's happened in the past few years, but s- since we've been paying attention to the NFL, there's been several teams that were the last team in that won the Super Bowl. 2010, the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2008, the Giants did that when they beat the Patriots, and then again in 2012 when the Giants did that again that uh, they were the last team in. And beat the Patriots. And beat the Patriots. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Eagles when they did. Thank you, it, Eli. I don't know if the Eagles were a wild card team or not that year. With Uh
2: they definitely with Nick Foles. a wild card team. Were they wild card? Yeah, because oh, they God. were the the whole thing was the underdog story. Yeah. So thing.
0: like it's it's been proven again and again and again. Like if you're in, especially if you ended the season on a winning streak, you can you can stay hot and you can go on a run, dude. Um. So. I just think if you're making the playoffs every year and you're giving yourself a chance every single year, I I don't see that as a failure. I, now, I'm a Packers fan, and ever since Aaron Rodgers became a starting quarterback, the Packers have only missed the playoffs like maybe two or three years. So we're, we're there like every single year, even though there's been some major letdowns and some major disappointments. If you keep throwing your ring, your hat into the ring every single year, you're going to get that win at some point. If you just keep giving yourself chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. chance. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Now, the Cowboys, I just love making fun of the Cowboys, so I just want to laugh at them and laugh at their misery. I enjoy it. It's fun. But if they keep making it every year, eventually, one of these years, it's going to happen. And the
1: thing is – And all
0: these Cowboys are going to laugh at us, even though we've had three decades of laughing at them. So you can have your one year, eventually, whatever, maybe five or six years from now, fine, whatever. But I don't I agree with Tanner. I don't think it's gonna be with Dak Prescott. I'll I'll tell you that.
1: I, I, just.
2: I, I don't even think it's necessarily like I put a lot of blame on Jerry Jones and I defend Dak Prescott a lot. His con he, he's got paid too much. He they can't win a Super Bowl with him right now because of his contract.
0: Yeah. That's it's good not
2: point. even necessarily his like obviously if you're Patrick Mahomes with that contract, you might be able to win you might be able to. Even the Chiefs are struggling right now. But for, for Dak Prescott's performance, his contract is way too much. That's and they probably, don't have
0: a chance. Yeah, that's a great analysis. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Quarterbacks being paid more than they're worth is the biggest handicap to your football team that you can have. That's why Aaron Rodgers never won another one. Yep, he got the Super Bowl and got paid the big, big bucks. and. And he, you, he, he was he was relied at that point he had to carry the team by himself after that. And he got close a few times, but he just it wasn't quite there. You know. So that's a good point. Um by the way, you said unless you said unless you're Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He was still, even though he already had the extension, he was still on the old contract. Now is what was starting the new contract this season, was what was starting the big boy bucks. Yeah. Was this he had already signed the extension, but the extension didn't start until this year. This was the first year when Dude, they he
1: signed that contract. Yeah. like four years ago. He
0: signed it with two years to go on his on that deal.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, this this is the first year with the, with the big boy bucks. Uh, so it, it, I don't know what the number is, but it was. I, did, I looked at this like five years ago, but it, it showed a stat saying that like super the Super Bowl teams that have won every single year the percent of the salary cap that the quarterback had and the percentage was never higher than like 17% or something like that. If you cross if your quarterback is making more than 17% of your salary cap, you do not win the Super Bowl ever. It's never happened. So, and every time that some a quarterback's making more than that, that that team has never won the Super Bowl.
2: So, you know so, what that means. The
0: 49ers are winning the Super Bowl this <laughs> year. I mean, and with that being said, they should have won it last year but he got hurt. So, um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, we can uh, move on to something else now, unless you all want to bash the Cowboys some more. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. I love
2: bashing the Cowboys, but uh, we've given them enough. Okay. Thirty minutes is fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, by the way, I, 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 before we move on,
0: <laughs> wow, Brandon's like thirty minutes is not it? Yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to point this out at the end of the game. Listen to this. L- imagine if I just told you this stat line and told you nothing else about the game. Okay, and just tell me what you would have expected. Okay? Dak Prescott. 41 of 60. 403 passing yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. I would have thought the Cowboys smoked the (laughs) Packers. 41 of 60 to beat. 403 yards three touchdowns and two don't, touchdowns. E- don't even no. say they
1: only threw 60 passes no. because they were behind. No. To be honest though, that is the per- that is the yep. perfect stat line for every single like blowout loss the pack, the Cowboys have dealt with in the future because if you go back and in look the past? even in the past, yeah. yeah, past my bad. Like if you go back and look even two years ago, I can't not remember. It was their first year in SoFi. Literally, when they like the first four games, bro, they were like losing by twenty. And Dak Prescott. And the only reason I know this is I drafted him in fantasy that year, and he had got me like fifty points three straight. Weeks. Oh, he did that a lot. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like that was the year he broke his ankle. That, that was the year of, that yeah. he broke it. That was the year yeah. that he broke his ankle. Like yeah. that literally is. He, he was literally
0: yeah
1: like four hundred yards, like seventy mm-hmm. percent complete, like. That is the perfect statistical game for a Cowboys blowout stat pad. Dak Prescott yeah. loss. I, like it what re- I thought, it really truly what is.
0: I thought you were going to say was this was it was a perfect representation of the Cowboys season. Just a bunch of meaningless stats that were just looked incredible on the stat sheet. You can say that too. Yeah, I mean, um, but at the, whenever the at the point that this game was actually over, whenever the Packers got like their forty first point of the game, Dak Prescott. Was, had like 40-something percent completion and had like 120 yards and no touchdowns and two interceptions or something like that. I mean, it was a disaster. Um, and then the fourth quarter, just Packers are playing even further back than they usually play, which is saying a lot.
2: Which is fine because if they perform terribly against the 49ers, Joe Barry can still get fired. Yes. So, really, it,
0: it, honestly, dude, as a, like what Ben just said, this 49ers-Packers game next week is kind of win-win. If we win, that's awesome. We're going to the NFC Championship, but we got a legit shot to go to the Super Bowl. If we lose, fantastic season, and Joe Bear is getting fired. So, great, uh, great situation all the way around. Uh, but anyway, uh, we need to move on. Um, yeah, Cowboys. Uh, that was rough for you, but it was great for me. All right, let's move on. Uh, back to the Saturday games. Browns at Texans, four seed, uh, five five seed Browns against the four seed Texans. Texans win forty five to fourteen. I wasn't able to watch any of this game. I saw some of the highlights. Uh, I saw CJ Stroud's stat line. He looked apparently he looked great in the first half. The second half didn't really need to do much because yeah, the defense they, they, just kept getting they, they, touched down. Um, but anyway, I'll let you guys talk about it. What what'd you see?
2: I mean, really, it was pretty much just the first half of football. CJ Stroud balled out. And actually, the Browns were hanging in there, and then to start the third quarter, Joe Flacco threw a pick six, and then immediately on the next drive threw another pick six, and the game was over at that point. Like, after the back-to-back pick sixes, the game was just... So, the pick sixes, was it like huge Joe Flacco mistakes, or was it bad luck? I think one of them was a comeback route that was just a little bit late, if I'm remembering correctly. And then the second one was just, it looked like the Dak Prescott pick six. It was just a bad throw in the middle of the field that got returned.
0: Gotcha.
1: Yeah. What'd you see, Tanner? Literally, the Texans, bro, scare me more than Jacksonville ever has with with Trevor Barnes. I'm not playing. Like everybody has been talking about, Jacksonville is the team that is going to run the AFC South for the foreseeable future, bro. Tech this Texans team with CJ scares me more than Jacksonville ever has. Like I, I just CJ Stroud, dude, is even with their OC being gone next year. God, at least come with the Titans, bro. Please come to the Titans. Was he he not
2: the the guy that already signed with the Patriots?
1: No. No. No, they promoted him from within. Um, That's right. Yeah, they promoted him from within. Um, Yeah, like, they're just a problem, bro. Like, CJ Stroud's a dog. And, I mean, he done this against what people consider the best defense in the entire NFL. Like, I mean, you can't. If if you weren't a believer, and I'm not saying you, but if you weren't a believer of CJ in this Texans team before, I don't understand how you can't be now. Like, yeah. I really don't. Um, I, I'm glad I said what give, I said before that game. And I'm I'm being dead serious when I say this. I give the Texans a legitimate shot of going to the AFC Championship. I legitimately think they can beat the Ravens. Yeah. I just don't think the Ravens are that good. I legitimately so, think they can beat the Ravens, team. I don't think they're going
0: to, but can they? Yeah, they can. Yeah. I. All it takes is a couple of Lamar Jackson mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, which he doesn't make as often as he used to, but he's still going to make some. So it, it, what that game is going to depend on. We'll talk about it more on Wednesday. Can their defensive line play the way that the you're, that you need to play against Lamar Jackson? I, are they going to play him? Football, or are they going to try to be selfish? That's the offense can go toe-to-toe. I agree. They can go toe-to-toe. It's going, to, it's going to come down to the Texans' defensive line. That's what it's going to And be the
1: craziest way. thing about all of this, dude, they're doing this, they don't even have Tank Dale right now. Yeah, it's crazy. When they get Tank Dale back.
2: Oh, well, he's not coming he's
1: back. He's not coming back this year. No, well, I'm saying next year. Yeah. I'm saying next year. Like, uh, holy cow. Dude. All right, we're going to move on. Next up,
0: six-seed Dolphins at three-seed Chiefs. This game was negative temperatures the whole, the whole game. Uh, freezing, freezing cold. Those boys from Miami didn't know what was going on. Um, Andy Reid's mustache was had icicles all over it. I saw uh, it. Mike McDaniel, dude, did you see the interview with him coming out of the tunnel like at halftime, mm-hmm. like him standing on the field? dude looked like he was so cold that like his body wasn't functioning properly like like the look in his eyes and the way he's like he was like kind of stumbling with his words and stuff like i've never seen him that way cuz he's usually so smooth and so calm but it was so cold that he was struggling dude like i was like dude he's having a rough time man uh but anyway the chiefs win 26 to 7 this was kind of a sleeper dude i mean this whole game was kind of just like ugh did you watch it yeah you did watch it? Yeah. I watched it and
1: You bought Peacock, bro.
0: Uh no, I went I went and uh I went to my dad's house. He, he had it. I wasn't gonna pay anything, but Ben was like, Hey, I'm over at dad's, I got the game on. I'm like, sure, I'll come watch it. I was only because we're doing this podcast. That's the only reason why I went that if I didn't have to talk about it here, I would not have watched the game. No way. So anyway, uh, this was kind of a snoozer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't I was super, super cold. People's I mean, Patrick Mahomes' helmet literally just cracked. Because open. it was just, so cold. The helmet just broke. Pieces of it were falling off because it was just so cold it couldn't stay together anymore. Yeah. Um,
2: he said he was so mad about that, too, because he had a heated helmet. His helmet is heated. Well, whenever it cracked... He said he went to go put the old one on. He was like, first of all, the old one's not heated. And he mm-hmm. was like, second of all, it had been setting in the cold for who knows how long. It had shrunk so it didn't fit my head. <laughs> he
0: was like, it was awful. That sounds terrible. I can't listen to that's, that. I didn't see that. I guarantee you that's why his helmet cracked. The it inside the, the temperature between the outside and the inside was so different, that's why it cracked. Probably wrong, that's what happens yeah. to glass too. You yeah. can't have the temperature to be majorly different between the two. That's yeah. exactly why it broke. Um, but anyway, um, um, I do want to bring up the fact that Tua looked awful yeah, again Tua, because he's not a good quarterback. It was bad. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Tua Tua did look really bad. Did yep. you get to watch it, Tanner? Did so. What What do you I did? Okay,
1: okay. Did
0: you see Tua I, throwing the ball to okay, the open field of space okay, where okay, no one's at?
1: Okay. okay multiple okay, times. Okay. I saw that. Yes, Tua did not look good. Obviously, he did not look good. I'm not about to sit here and say that he did look good. Don't blame it on the weather. (laughs) I want to see you go out there, bro, in negative seven-degree weather and go try to throw a football and run an offense, bro. Like, I I don't – I mean, literally within the first two drives, Travis Kelsey had already dropped three passes. Like, this game was just – That was just the Chiefs this This game was just ugly. This game was just ugly altogether. I'm sorry, dude. Like, it, it was just ugly all together. I'm taking the Dolphins off. Like they Chiefs put up 20-something. Look, I, I, I
0: somewhat agree with you. Yes, the Chiefs made a few drops here, and maybe a few throws were a little bit off because it's just so cold, you can't really feel your hands. But some of Tua's throws, dude, they, were just, yeah. they weren't even in the same stratosphere as where they were supposed to be. And Extreme. it's not even just this
2: game either, dude. He's been doing it all season. Just multiple throws in a game that's like, dude, what are you looking at, and where are you throwing the ball to? Just multiple. There's been at least three throws in almost every game this season. That's just like, what are you doing? Like really bad.
0: So I I really like Tua, like as the dude, as the human being. I think he's super cool, man. I like. Tua I, I really like the guy. I think he's awesome. He's just not like a top caliber NFL quarterback. I don't even know if he's an average NFL quarterback, an average starting NFL quarterback. I don't even know if he's average anymore, man. Like he just—he's the past like six weeks. He has looked terrible. It's been so bad. I mean, and he's got weapons everywhere, dude. Even with
1: Jalen Waddle going down, like, he's still got weapons, man. They gotta figure that out, dude. Jalen what I don't know Jalen Waddle has played three games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. That may be
0: true. Like, And that as was as a, that's a problem going back all the way to college. Maybe yeah. that's just who he is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's understandable. That happens to some guys. Christian Watson's like that. Just, he's just not going to play three games in a row. It's not going to happen.
2: I actually do really like Jalen Waddle. Waddle's a cool
0: guy. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about the game, because I just don't know if we really learned much. 'Cause it just it was such a cold game. Uh, I don't think we learned a whole lot about the Chiefs, to be honest with you. We learned
2: that Taylor Swift really wants to watch football. Did you see her trying to like de ice the glass so that they could see from the press box? That was hilarious. <laughs> that was She's great. sitting there trying to like scrape the ice off the glass so they could
0: see. That's fantastic. I, I just By I, the way, I want to talk about that a little bit, not about Taylor Swift, but about watching the game. There were tickets on sale for this game for $35. An NFL playoff game. $35. Because it was going to be negative temperatures the whole time, would you go if if it was like within an hour drive of here? Would you have gone
1: for $35? No. Nope. I don't know if I would have, but it's not because I don't want to see the game. I'm going to have to lay down $300 of thermal clothing just for a $35 ticket for an NFL. I would do it. I would do it. I think no. I may, but like I know I'm gonna have to spend like three hundred just for the
0: just for the experience and to be yeah. s- to say the rest of my life that I was at that game. You know the second NFL col- second coldest NFL game ever. I was there. Yeah. My
2: quick answer is absolutely not. There was the dude that literally went to the hospital because his eyeballs froze. Actually. Yes, that is I'm a serious. serious. Yeah. They said a dude went to the hospital because his eyeballs froze.
0: I didn't even know that was...
1: That is crazy, bro. Dude, eyeballs froze because it was so cold, bro. So literally, Christmas vacation, bro, came to life. Have you guys seen that? I've I've seen it, but I don't remember. I don't even know how that's... I don't know if, like, you
2: just can't blink or your eyes are froze shut or you just can't see anything because they're frosted over. I don't even know what your eyeballs (laughs) freezing means.
0: (laughs) But it happened and my man went to the hospital. That's crazy. Did you see that one of the dudes in the front row was shirtless? Yeah. It was like a the fan in the front row shirtless. And at I'm that like, point, it doesn't, like, I mean. Yeah, and w- once you get down to, like, negative 20 degrees, dude, I don't know if your clothes
1: are really making a difference at that Travis, point. Travis, well, Tra- I don't understand. These guys are literally out playing 70-degree weather, like, pretty much no like it no. would 90 degrees. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I told Ben. I, I get it. When at- you're run- I get it. No, no, and no.
0: Right. no they're, the they're, they're out there. Whenever they go out on the field, they're out there for like a max of five minutes at a time. Yeah, and they go out and they go stand on the sideline for like like fifteen minutes at a time. And when they're on that sideline, they've got those massive gas-powered heaters that are just baking them. So
1: I've so I've actually heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I actually heard that like even with the heaters, it only brings the temperature up to like forty. That's not true. On the sideline, when you're if you're you're standing
0: if you're standing right in front of those heaters, maybe. Maybe on the sidelines. Yes, yeah. but yeah. if
1: you're like right in front of the
0: heaters, you're getting baked. Bro. Yeah, it's like uh, almost 1, well, a thousand degrees. that's that's not that's a little bit of exaggeration, but hundred degrees is yeah. not an exaggeration. Yeah. like it, it's, it's over hundred. If you yeah. actually maybe the
1: area, if you if you, were, if
0: you were within if if you were if you were within like one foot of the heater, it's definitely one hundred degrees yeah, right there. You, like you get cooked fast. Like you yeah. literally will get burned. Yeah, you will burn yourself. Yeah. You need to get away from them. Um, like you need to be. I they I'm have probably,
1: like six on each sideline. I'm pretty sure. They probably oh, more
0: than, probably more than that. But yeah, what what you want to do when you're next to those things is you want to stand a few feet away from it for like a minute yeah. and just get your body to where you feel like just sweating, and then you walk away to the cold and cool down. Like that's that's what that's that's what you want to do. Hello, pneumonia. <laughs> but like <laughs> Then the thing is, as soon as you step back out on the
2: field, for after like two or three plays, you're frozen again. Like I don't know. Your
0: if, you're, just, if you're moving the whole time, I think you can, you yeah. can reconsider. It to be hard to breathe.
1: It's got to yeah, hurt.
0: The to breathing is right. going to be the hardest. Part. It's got to hurt to breathe. You're right. You're right. Like, you're, the, the, the cold air going into your lungs is going to be brutal. That's that's the, that's really, really cold air coming into sure. your lungs. Get
2: a heated mouthpiece that, like, <laughs> heat the air up. I don't
0: know how the science in that would work.
2: I'm not sure. You Just get they're a mouthpiece, one breathe in, and it, like, heats the air as it
0: enters your body. I would buy one of those, but, honestly. You know, like, those little uh, hot hands that people put in their pockets? stuff. People, are, like, putting it in their mouthpiece? Well, they're poisonous. Yeah, so that, sounds don't do that sounds don't very dangerous. Sounds very dangerous. They'll figure it out. We'll figure it out eventually. Human technology. All right, moving on. That was the Saturday games we just talked about. The Packers, the Cowboys. Let's go Packers! Next up, prob- the game of the weekend. Really, the only the only good game of the weekend. Rams at Lions. Six seed Rams at three seed Lions. The Lions went twenty four to twenty three. This was an exciting football game. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, both. It's weird that the under hit in this game. The over under was fifty three. The under hit. What? And the, both offenses looked awesome. I, I don't know how the final score ended up being 24-23 because both offenses just looked incredible in this game. Um, Matthew Stafford looked good. He got beat up nonstop. By the way, I don't know if it was a third quarter or fourth quarter, whatever, whenever he got knocked out of the game for a second and people were like, he was getting tested for a concussion, he 100% had a concussion. Okay, did you see this, Tanner? Did you see the play I'm talking about? He got he got walked hard and got smacked down on the ground. Whenever he, whenever his head smacked on the ground, he was laying on the ground and his hands up above his head. And obviously, that's a pretty good sign of concussion already. But on the camera, there was a camera angle that showed his face, and his eyes were open, but his pupils were not in, the in sight. Of his head. You all you could see was white eyeball. His eyes had rolled to the back of his head. He was out, bro. Like for like two seconds. And then he like, and then he like, he blinked and got back up real quick and tried to act like he didn't have a concussion. And apparently passed whatever test they had to pass. He had a concussion, one hundred percent. Because the thing was, is
2: like, he was out before he even hit the ground. A guy hit him from the side, and you saw his eyes go back. And then he slammed into the ground, and his eyes are still open with his pupils in the back of his head. And then he blinks, stands up, and then it's like. It holds his rib and runs off. Yeah, it <laughs> holds his rib. Very smart move on his part. I don't, I don't even know what concussion protocol is, but it's a load of crap. Yes. because I passed the concussion protocol
0: with a brain bleed. I yep. literally don't know how. Like now, one thing I want to say is that they they used to be just pass the concussion test and you can go back in, yeah. but after what happened to Tua a couple years ago, they changed that to where yeah. if they think there's any chance, they don't let you go back in. So, how did they let? Now, a couple weeks ago, against the the or last week against the Bears, Justin Fields got a concussion, and they let him back into the game because oh, this is the last week of the season, and this is this is Justin Fields' opportunity to prove that he's the guy. They knock out the Packers, all this kind of stuff. So they they let him pass, they let him go. It's like okay, we'll we'll let you back and in. Then, and then this is a playoff game, and we need Matthew Stafford to go in this last drive, so we're gonna let him go back in too. We're just gonna we're gonna turn a blind and eye to it. Then they, so be, all, look. I think the concussion stuff is a little too strict, but whatever your rules are, stick to them. Don't yeah. don't don't make gray areas and bend the rules just because you want to increase your entertainment value. And then they, they hate pulled, that they pulled Puka off the field to make him get tested for a concussion. There wasn't even I didn't even yeah. see any. I didn't
2: at see all. him get hit in the head at all. Yeah, but then probably. they let Matthew Stafford back in, but then pulled Puka because he needed to be tested for. I was like, yeah. what in the world are God?
0: I don't know. It, Anyway, let's talk about the lines for a second. Um, Jared Goff looked good. I don't think he looked like elite or anything, but he did what he needed to do. Almond Ross St. Brown looked like a beast. Josh Reynolds looked like a beast. Yeah, Josh Reynolds was insane for like the first two drives. Yeah, he went off, and then he really um, didn't do much after that. But. Um Jameer Gibbs looked looked awesome. David Montgomery looked, actually looked good. Really he, good. I, I
2: have to admit, he did look good. I, everybody on the lines oh, offense looked good. Dude, he looked... Now, great. I do want to say this. He got that clutch first down whenever they needed it. Uh, it was like third and four or oh, third and never. six. Which guy are you talking about? about? David Montgomery. Oh, yeah. Jared Goff dumped it off to him, and he hit like a quick two-step acceleration and then just stopped, and the defender just fell on the ground in front of him, and then he picked up a clutch first
1: down oh, and basically never, iced I mean, the that. game. So, the it was, defender tripped. He okay. didn't. David Montgomery didn't. Like, so, trip. I he want lost. to say this about He this lost game. his balance. I want to
0: say this about the game. So, the Lions win 24-23. Lions move on to playoffs. Rams are eliminated. But as long as I oh, can remember this game, which honestly will not be more than a few weeks, if I'm being honest with myself. I view this game kind of as a tie, to, my, to, be, to be fair. Lions win by one point, but the Rams' last possession... Puka Nakua had been dominating all game. He had 150-something yards. He was unstoppable. The Lions could not stop him. A massive third and 12, third and 15 play, something like that. Throws it up. There's two Lions defenders in the area. Puka's jumping higher than both of them. And was that about
2: fourth down?
0: It was third down. They, they punted on the, first, the fourth down. So he's jumping up above both of the guys. The Lions defender in the back. Has just a little tiny handful of Puka's the back of Puka's jersey, and is holding holding him down just enough to where Puka's fingertips kind of grazed the ball, but he wasn't quite high enough up to get his hands fully around the ball. And if he if that jersey's not being held down, bro, he's making that catch. Puka's gonna make that catch, and you could tell instantly as soon as the as soon as Puka came down to the ground, Puka's turning around looking behind him because he knows like. I was going to make that catch, but I was being held down. No pass interference called. I can't blame the officials for that no call uh, because if I myself am in that situation, I'm probably not throwing that flag because I don't want to throw a flag unless I know for sure in live time that guy's actually making an effect on the play. And in live time, I may not have thought that that was making an effect on the play. But when you watch the replay, you can tell it was making an effect on the play. So, I, it's hard, I can't blame the official on that one. It sucks. It's a bad position to be in. It sucks for Pukunakua. It sucks for Matthew Stafford. Yeah. It sucks for Sean McVay. It's unfortunate play. It's just that, an
2: unfortunate play. That is the thing about having such precision with the timing and routes and everything, knowing exactly where someone's going to be. They had practiced that play over and over and over again, and it was very obvious. And that slight tug of the jersey was all they needed to throw the slightest little timing off and it was just barely uncatchable. And you can say I'm crazy for that, but that's literally what happened. The slightest tug of the jersey caused him the timing to be off by a, just a hair and it was caused it to be uncatchable. And it was just it was unfortunate. But I do want
0: to say this though. Puka Nakua is that guy, bro. He dominated. That dude is insane I I don't I didn't even see Cooper look Clark in the game Tanner did you get to watch this game very much dude uh I watched a little bit of it I didn't get to watch look it dude a of it. you're probably gonna hate me for saying this but that dude looks like he's just as good with the ball after the catch as far as just not being able to be tackled as AJ Brown like guys just cannot tackle that guy they can't get him on the ground if you get the ball in his hand he's gonna make the catch and then when he makes the catch that first guy's never going to tackle him. The first guy never tackles him, ever. They don't ever get him down.
1: I, know, I mean, I don't. I, I just hate you for saying that. I would. I, I just, I mean, he's insane, dude. If he just, like, done this one or two games, like, I would probably have more of a problem with it. But, I mean, we've literally seen this all season long. I yeah? do
2: also want to give a shout-out to Matthew Stafford again. Three of the greatest receiving stats for an entire year that we have ever seen. Have all been Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Yeah. Megatron's rookie year, Cooper Cup last season, Puka Nakuba this season—just three of the greatest like receiving stat lines for a whole year ever. And Matthew Stafford is the quarterback for all three of those guys. Yeah. It's just—I hope something. he doesn't retire, dude. He probably is going to, but
0: especially after getting that concussion, yeah. his wife's going to be like, uh, "No, you're not playing anymore." Uh, but also want to give credit to Matthew Stafford just for being tough, dude. That dude, I I think he is the toughest quarterback ever. Like he just doesn't. It doesn't matter what kind of injury it is. It doesn't matter what's what what kind of if it's a, some kind of leg or knee, if it's a shoulder, arm, finger, dislocated Dis- shoulder, di- still throwing the ball. Yeah, dislocated shoulder on the Lions goes in on the last play, wins, throws a touchdown anyway. It, Who cares? And then goes, it's out. Yeah, my shoulder's out of place. <laughs> Uh, so I, dude dude is an absolute beast. He is he's tough as nails. I'm always gonna respect him. He's an absolute baller, cannon of an arm. Just my favorite style of quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Like that's I love that style of quarterback. Um, so if the, if he did retire, I'd be sad. I don't think he's going to, to be honest. When you got guys like Cooper Cup and and Puka Nakua, dude. I think he's excited to get back with those guys next year.
2: That's true. It, he may stick around a second. Especially if Sean McVay. As
0: long as Sean McVay's there, I think he's
2: staying. Yeah, because be and his connection with Sean McVay. And uh, Kyron Williams, their running back, he balled out as well. Hey, so
0: Next year, dude, I, I still think the 49ers are probably going to win that division even next year. The Rams are going to be a problem, though. That's a that's a dangerous team, dude. dude
2: Sean McVay and... Um, Shoot,
0: what's the 49ers head coach? Uh, I cannot Kyle,
2: think of his name. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan in the same division. It just that's fun, dude. Mm-hmm. It just is. It sucks for them,
0: but it's fun for. Them. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty unfortunate for them. All right, moving on to the Monday games. First up, number seven Steelers and number two Bills. First of all, before I even get to the score or anything, I want to rip. A new one into the NFL. Why did you rob us of maybe the most interesting weather game of all time? Why? There was a blizzard in Buffalo yesterday. Okay? Can you imagine? I don't care if I could have only seen three pixels on my TV. I don't care. I would have loved every second of it. What? What's so frustrating, dude? is we don't play these games this is a couple years in a row now that they, we've we've postponed games because of like crazy blizzard kind of weather so whenever these guys are playing in like the 80s in all these snowy games and the reason that they give for all this the reason they all the reason that the NFL always gives for postponing these like crazy snow games is because of travel the fans can't safely get there that's that's what the, that's the excuse they always give so in the 70s and 80s and even early 90s, The fans, there were fans at those games. I've seen the video. It exists. The fans are there. So somehow we can't, the the fans can't travel there now, but they could back then? Why? Another thing is. What's the difference? Why can they get, why can they not get there now, but they could back then? Why? What's going on?
2: They also said for the fans and players' safeties.
0: Which is a load of horse crap because you wouldn't have had the Chiefs game. Yeah, the Chiefs game was way more dangerous for people's safety than it was the Bills. Yeah. I mean...
1: (laughs) Man, we literally had a man go to the hospital because his eyelids were frozen shut.
0: No, his his eyeballs... His eyeballs eyeballs were frozen. Not not his eyelids froze shut. His eyeballs were frozen. anyway... That's insane. It's unacceptable by the... I'm so frustrated, dude. We... All NFL fans want every year is we want to see at least one crazy, beautiful snow game, okay? And let's, let me tell you this, we were watching those games not even that long ago, okay? I remember like eight years ago, nine years ago, something like that, in Philadelphia, I remember LeSean McCoy going crazy and Snow that was coming halfway up to their knees, dude. Like, I'm talking like a foot of snow. And they were playing in that game, and it was still snowing in the middle of the game it was doing that. So why were we able to do that back then, but we're not able to do it now? I don't understand. What has changed? What are we doing? It's so frustrating.
2: Another thing is this completely screws over the Bills for next week, because now they have less yes, time to prepare exactly. and they're more time.
0: Exactly. They have they have one less day of rest because of this. I, I just if I was the Bills dude, I would have refused to accept this. Like, look, we earned look. We earned the two seed, we earned home field advantage this season, and this blizzard is our home field advantage, okay? So you cannot take that away from us because we earned it, okay? You cannot, I I would have refused. I thought
2: it was the governor of New York.
0: The governor of New, I would have have told the governor of New York to shove it. I I don't care, bro. If you want to to ban all fans from coming to the game, whatever. But we're playing this football game. All right, That's that's the way I would have done it if I, if I was Coach McDermott, to be honest with you. I, I would have played that game yesterday. 100%. Now, now, I just said that, but maybe I wouldn't have. <laughs> and here's why. If you're in a weather that crazy and that bad, you might lose the game. It makes the game, if the two teams are crazy uneven, which is what they were, it kind of evens things out. So... Maybe I wouldn't have to. So so I, I in that sense, I kind of understand it. If that was the reasoning behind his decision, I kind of get it. Because the Bills were a far superior team. And if the weather was that crazy, it would have balanced things out. So maybe maybe that's good reasoning. It's still frustrating as a fan. We wanted to see a snow game, dad gummit. God. Anyway, let's get to the game. The Bills win 31 to 17. Uh, Bills jumped out to a 14-0 lead almost instantly. It looked like it was going to be a massacre. Steelers ended up fighting back, made it somewhat interesting. Um, By the way, uh, really the Bills won this game. They're the better team, but also they made two massively huge plays. The 52-yard running touchdown by Josh Allen. That was crazy. He ran for like 20 yards. then kind of acted like he was going to slide or something. And then whenever he did it looked like all the Steelers players just kind of stopped playing and then Josh Allen's like, "You know what? They're giving me some more space, so I'm going to keep running." He keeps running. He runs over poor one one poor soul There was just one Steelers player that was trying to make a tackle and Josh Allen ran him over and the rest of them weren't trying to make a tackle. So he just runs the rest of the way, 52-yard rushing touchdown. When's the last time you've seen that from a quarterback? I haven't seen that in a while. Um and then the uh Dead gummit, I forgot his name. Who was the receiver that made the play at the end? Uh, Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir, that play, the last touchdown the Bills got, the balance that that guy showed on that play was incredible. Uh, ben, who did you say the Steelers' defensive tackle was that was trying to chase the, with the effort there? Oh, shoot. I almost said Ed Oliver. It's not Ed Oliver. He plays for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It was Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward, yeah. yeah. Cam Hayward was ran like 20 yards just. Chasing right behind him. Khalil Shakir's like juking people up, moving sideways, and he's just running in a straight line and can't quite catch him. It was, so, it, it was uh-huh. hilarious, but it was honestly sad. The whole <laughs> He was going all out. Just, the whole Steelers team just couldn't tackle Khalil Shakir. And the one dude on the Steelers just finally said, screw it, I'm going to tackle Stephon Diggs instead at the goal line. It was just an incredibly funny-looking play. Great individual effort by Khalil Shakir, by the way. That was fantastic. One thing I do want to say about this game, too, it's super cool watching a Buffalo Bills game like this whenever whenever it's like January and there's snow everywhere. Every time the Bills get like a really big play, snow just starts getting thrown up into the air all over the stadium. It's really cool looking, dude. Yeah. It's it's really cool. I can't imagine like being Khalil Shakir making that play and like celebrating and like as soon as you cross the goal line and you stand up, you just see snow just being it's shot going at wild all over us
1: though. Because I'm pretty sure their new stadium is going to be a dome.
0: No, it's outside. Is it yeah, outside? Yeah, they said that. Yeah, that was one of the crazy. That was one of the craziest things they they said that it's a dome. And there's not even a retractable roof, or, it's not a dome, and there's not a retractable roof or anything. It's just an outside stadium, wow. which they kind of got a lot of flack for because they're like, uh, if you don't put a retractable roof, at least you're never going to get a Super Bowl. And the Bills said, we don't care. This is our home field advantage. We're keeping it. So wow. okay. yeah, they said it's going to be an outdoor stadium. So props to them, bro. Yeah. Props to them.
2: Yeah, um, dude, I want to go to Wyoming
0: really bad. What in the world? That is that is the most random thing I've ever heard. You realize Buffalo is not in Wyoming. Right? Yes, I know. But the Buffalo Bills made
2: me think of Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Bills I associate with Wyoming. I know Buffalo is in New York, honestly. <laughs> what?
0: I I don't know what to say. <laughs> we were talking about
1: because <laughs> that's the obvious thing when you're talking about the Buffalo Bills. to fly jumps to Wyoming.
2: <laughs> just what in the world? We're talking about snow and bills and like everything. I'm just like, I, Wyoming. To to Wyoming. Cool. <laughs> I know Buffalo plays in New York, but I, I want to go to Wyoming and just talking about snow and buff, like bills made me want to go.
0: You realize, are you talking about Buffalo? Like actual like buffaloes, yeah, the animal buffalo.
1: Okay, don't try to help him, Brandon. So, but, he, still- but
0: he kept saying bills as if the
2: bills were <laughs> like, buffalo. But no, that's it's not. It's the buff. Yeah. Yes, I meant buffalo. Sorry, not the bills. The buffalo, like as in bison. The, and buffalo. the animal, the yes. bison. Yes. yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Anyway, never
1: change, man.
2: That Thanks, was. Bro. I mean,
0: holy cow! <laughs> I mean, uh, tell me y'all don't want to go to Wyoming? I, I would love to go to Wyoming. See. Yeah, no, like, I want to go to Montana. I want to go to that whole area up there. See, um, anyway, I want to talk about the Steelers for a second. We also had a family conversation about this earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Steelers, I have to give the Steelers some credit, dude. I I thought they were going to look a lot more just terrible than they did. They fought. That Mike Tomlin is just a great coach, dude. No, Mason Rudolph's that guy. Mason Rudolph didn't look atrocious. He he didn't look great. But he didn't look terrible. He made some big-time throws in this game. Um, He also made a couple of really bad throws. But, I mean, I just don't. I mean, if you thought it was going to be better than that, you need to tamper your expectations. Mason Rudolph might be that starter next year. I I think he'll be in the competition. They're going to have a competition, and he'll be in it. I don't know if he'll win it or not. Uh, We'll see. I don't know. But, anyway, Buffalo, I I still think Buffalo is my pick to win the AFC. But, uh, we'll see. Next week's gonna be a big one, dude. Josh Allen is gonna have to cross over that Patrick Mahomes hurdle. It's gonna this is next week's the week. It's gonna it's gotta happen now, bro. It's going gotta happen now. You you finally got the home field. You finally got it. Take advantage of it. Um anything else you guys wanna say before we move on to the last game? No. Good move. No. On. Last game and probably least. Five seed Eagles at four seed Buccaneers. Buccaneers win 32-9. to And it wasn't even that close. I, th- I felt like it's a pretty ac- accurate no. representation of the game. Well, the last touchdown made it a little closer. The action. 32-9. I feel like it's a pretty good accurate representation. The Eagles sucked. The Eagles are really bad. They couldn't do anything on offense. They couldn't do anything on defense. Okay, wait,
1: wait, wait. I've got to push back just a tad, okay? Their offense or their defense is bad. No their offense, I feel their like this may bad. have been a little bit a little different if AJ Brown's playing.
0: Yeah, I mean, if AJ Brown's there, he's, he but makes like, a difference.
1: But today, blitz dude was—they had no insane. answer for the blitz at all. Insane. Jalen Hurts
0: was just—he didn't know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. If AJ Brown's there, I agree it may make a difference. But I, I, I have to say, even if AJ Brown is here at playing in this game. The Eagles weren't beating the Buccaneers today. AJ Brown's not going to make that big of a difference. Okay, Buccaneers would still win. It may it probably would have been like a big, their offense isn't bad. Like
1: I, I their defense is bad. I
0: don't but, know, dude. The, what I've seen the past few weeks, I think their their offense may be bad too. I, I don't like AJ Brown makes a difference. I, that, that's true, but man, it, when, even if you lose your best receiver, you've got to look more competent than this, man. I mean, I just. I don't know, dude. I I, I just they that offensive line. I expect more. I expect more from that offensive line. It, the, the Eagles' success offensively has never been about their passing game, anyway. It's always been about their running game, and there was just no running game to speak of in this game. Okay, it just didn't exist. I mean, Nick Foles balled out in that Super Bowl. Run. This is that's a different coaching staff. We're, talking about, we're talking about Nick. We're talking about Nick Sirianni. Yeah. That's a completely different team, which is what makes what you just said is what makes their run last year in so insane is that they went to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, and then just completely restarted everything and was back in the Super Bowl like two or three years later, which is just ridiculous. I mean, I it's just unheard of. Um and so man, what what happened to them the last 5 weeks of this season, five, 6 weeks of this season? I just i can't I can't believe how how bad they looked man right. Buc- okay so let's talk about the buccaneers for a second Baker mayfield looked awesome in this game i don't, his stat line's not gonna end up looking great because he had a, there was a lot of drops in this game um but let's see even with, with all the drops he oh, was for he was twenty two of 36 three hundred and thirty seven yards and three touchdowns and he played even better than that okay like that stat line's awesome and he played even better than that I mean, dude, he had a couple big time rushing places. Yeah, I mean, he he played awesome, dude. I think this may have been the best game I've ever seen Baker Mayfield play. Like, I I like I really think that may have been the best ever. Now the Eagles' defense has been really bad, so maybe. And he also looked awesome against Joe Barry. Okay, I, I let's we gotta remember that one too. But I mean, yeah, on like,
2: he made the throws he needed to make. He didn't make it harder on himself. And the Eagles' defense was so bad at tackling that his receivers were just running wide open. At times, the Eagles' players were tackling their own players. <laughs> That's how they got their first touchdown. The Eagles' safety tackled the corner that was in man coverage on the receiver. Yep. And the dude just walked into the end zone. Um, it's true. The, the Eagles' defense was atrocious. Like It was, it was bad. It was so bad. Yep. The Eagles' defense was worse than watching Pittsburgh's offense.
0: That's how bad the Steelers or the yeah. Philadelphia's
2: defense was. Okay,
0: which 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 defense you taking? You taking the Eagles' defense? or You taking the Packers' defense? I'm taking the Packers. It's not quite. even a with Joe Barry. I'm yes. Okay, because at least I can tell Joe Barry
2: he's stupid, and I'm calling the players from now on. <laughs> the Eagles' defense is just. I mean, as far as the talent, they still have all the same guys from last year. Like I don't know, I don't know what happened, but. They suck. They're
0: really bad. It's bizarre, man. It really is. I have no idea. Very, very odd. Um, so, next week, that leaves the Buccaneers going to Detroit to play against the Lions. The uh, other NFC matchup is going to be the Packers going to San Francisco. It's going to be rough. The AFC matchups are going to be Kansas City going to Buffalo. And it's going to be the Texans going to play against the Ravens. So I think we got some fun matchups there. I think I think we got some entertaining ones. Um, some Texans Ravens is going to be really interesting. Of course, Bills and Chiefs is going to be fun. Like that's every every time they play against each other, it's something crazy. So of course, that's going to be fun. Um, and I think even the NFC matchups are interesting. Buccaneers and Lions is really interesting to me. I, I just don't know what to expect from that game. And Packers 49ers, I mean, that could be an absolute blowout. The 49ers could destroy the Packers. But I don't think they're going to destroy the Packers. And the only reason for that is is that I think the Packers offense is just so good that they're going to put up some points. Okay, like they're not going to score less than 20. Okay, like I just don't see how that's going to happen they're going to get more than that. If the Packers want to win, they need to get over 30. They may not get over 30. The 49ers defense is really good. But if they they will get at least 20. So I don't I don't see them getting blown out. But anyway, um we we're, we're, are we are done with the NFL talk, guys. We want to talk about coaches, coaching hirings now to finish of the episode here. We, we are we ready to move on to coach yeah, hirings. Yeah. Okay. So, let's do since we were talking NFL first, let's talk about the NFL coach hirings. We got the Patriots just hired. I already forgot his name. Is it was it Mayo? Yeah. Was it Gerard Mayo? Or was so. it the other Mayo? I think it was Gerard Mayo. Okay. I mean, I want to make sure I'm getting his name right here. I know it was Mayo. Something Mayo.
2: That gummit. Does that mean they're drafting Drake Mayo?
0: What, Ben? Huh? What? No, uh, I don't. I don't even know. It was a stretch. How to respond to it was that a stretch? Okay, so let me let me pull up the uh, Patriots here real quick. Patriots, uh,
2: you're taking a long time, bro. Yeah, I am. Yep, very long time. Tanner, how's your life been, bro? Bro, it's
1: it's been it's been okay. This, as mean,
0: it told me, I
1: can't complain, man. Anything, bro? I've really been wanting to go to Wyoming recently.
0: Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take, the Let's take a pod. Let's take, take a okay, pod Okay, it was Gerard Mayo. They hired Gerard Mayo from within the organization to replace Bill Belichick as head coach. Uh, what that tells me, I, look, dude. I really thought Mike Brayville was going to New England, man. And look, I don't think this is a good idea, and let me tell you why. I think the Bill Belichick style of coaching has been passed. I don't think it's good to run an NFL team like that anymore. I think Gerard Mayo is going to run it very similarly. Uh, he's also a defensive-minded head coach. They're either gonna have a really young quarterback that they already had this year, or they're gonna draft out another really young quarterback. I don't think this defensive-minded head coach is a great idea for that. I don't see it working out. Now, could be great, it could do Mike Rabel type of situation where he gets some real heat and fire under the team and they play really. Really hard for him. Maybe I just don't see this working long term. But I don't know. I I just look. You're getting real. Rid of, you're getting rid of Bill Belichick for a reason. Why are you hiring another guy that learned everything from Bill Belichick? Like I just that's the re- I don't. That's the reason why I didn't think that Mike Rabel was a good fit for the Patriots either. Like I don't. Why would if you're going to hire this guy anyway? Why did you get rid of Bill Belichick? I I just I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's strange to me how do you guys feel about it I don't the
2: reason they're getting rid of Bill Belichick but basically we're replacing him with someone that will run the same scheme is the same reason they got rid of Tom Brady to get Max Jones they were trying to be like oh it works so well with this guy but now we just need to get younger and run the same scheme and it's going to work but it's not like you can't just replace greatness. And as much as I hate to admit it, Tom Brady was great and Bill Belichick was also great. So, like, you can't just replace greatness and run the same scheme and expect it to work. I agree
1: with that. I I think Brady and Belichick laid out the blueprint and even though Belichick's getting old, I think they're trying to find that same blueprint. Use that same blueprint with younger pieces. But the blueprint needs to change. The yeah. the game the has game. changed. The last five of six Super Bowl winners have been offensive minded head coaches. They're like the. I don't even care about that as much. I just
0: care yeah, about that, the entire. I I I know it matters, but I don't care. I don't think it matters like more than anything. I think a defensive minded head coach can win, but. I, but you have to have a great offensive coordinator to, for that to happen, and you're only going to have a great offensive coordinator for a max of two years at a time. Yeah. You're not going to keep them longer than that. So you just happen to have to win the Super Bowl one of those two years. So it's every, not likely. Every great dynasty from here on out has to have
2: an offensive-minded yes. head coach. And because of that, defensive coordinators are actually going to make more money than offensive coordinators. I agree. That's yeah. Because all the
0: really good offensive coordinators are immediately going to be head coaches. Yep, I completely agree with that. Um, but the game has changed just as a general philosophy. The game has changed. Team building has changed. How you coach the players has changed. Everything has changed in the past 20 years, big time, even in the past 10 years, it's changed a lot. So you need to change your blueprint. You, you, you should not be using the same blueprint anymore. It needs to change. It needs to adapt. And honestly, at this point, I don't. It, from what I've seen from the the decisions that Robert Kraft just made, I don't. The Patriots aren't going to win a Super Bowl again with Robert Kraft being the owner. It, it, I think he wants to stick to that blueprint because it worked so long, so well. But it's just not going to work anymore. Tom dude.
1: Brady's not grow on trees.
0: It's just, yeah, it's just not going to work anymore. Well, he, he needs to change it. He needs. To party. Okay, well, Ben, we need to move on. But the, he needs to change the blueprint, dude. It needs. To, they need to I'm figure out kidding. something else. I'm not even gonna By the way. Um, so, Jim Harbaugh's still not signed with anybody. He's interviewed with the Chargers. The Cowboys are acting like they're going to look for a new head coach. Who knows? Um, I don't think he'll go to the Cowboys, honestly. Yeah, he'd be dumb to do that. He just needs to take that Chargers job and just move on. Um, uh, Rabel might go to the Cowboys, dude. I don't think Jerry Jones. Would do. Jerry Jones wants an offensive-minded coach. He doesn't want. Yeah, yeah. No, I
2: don't mind. Mike, Mike, not... and
0: Jerry Jones would kill each
2: other. Oh, that, that's God, so
0: true.
1: They might. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. That would if he didn't get along with Rand Carthon, yeah. bro. Mike, Vrabel oh, would not last a yeah. half a season. Jerry
0: Jones needs somebody that he can control. One he point would point. not control Mike. Vrabel. No, no, not one bit. But maybe that's what Jerry Jones needs. Jerry Jones needs somebody that's going to stand up to him, but Jerry Jones isn't going to let that happen.
1: He needs somebody that will stand up to him, but he won't have a job for very
0: long. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think any other NFL coaching vacancies have been filled other than the Patriots one. I think that's the only one. Sure. So, Tanner, talk to us about how you're feeling. As an Alabama fan, They, I don't know the name. What's his name? The guy-
1: DeB- I, I can't say his last name. It's like De war or something like that, but yeah. So it's was Washington's Washington's head coach. Um, to be honest, when the news first broke, I like I was kind of neutral about it. To be honest, like I wasn't really excited about it. I wasn't like kind of let down about it. Um, you know, I, I kind of stand with kind of how I felt kind of how I felt last week when we kind of talked about the subject. Um, The biggest thing is just going to be, look, Bama fans, you're going to have to be patient. Like, he's a great coach. Same but, thing when we were talking about the Cowboys earlier.
0: You cannot yeah. set this bar too high. Because if you do, you're yeah. setting yourself up for failure.
1: 100%. I, agree I, I just... I love the fact that we got that we went out and got an offensive-minded head coach. I love that. One of the things that I love about this guy is he's a motivator. From everything that I've seen, he's able to talk to players. He's able to connect with players. So I mean, that will definitely help from a locker room and a recruiting standpoint. Um, I just I want to see if he can stand in the SEC. That's my thing. Like, I just... It's, it's one thing to be a successful coach. I don't want to say in a cupcake conference, but it's another thing to be a, a very successful coach when you really only have one other team to worry about in a conference. Like, look, man, the SEC is... Especially with Texas and Oklahoma joining next year, more Texas and Oklahoma, the SEC is no joke, dude. Like, you you can't just... It's a gauntlet. Yeah. I, I just... I'm... I am going to be patient. Honestly, I stand by what I said. With all of the transfers that we've got, we literally just lost uh, Isaiah Bond. He went. He's going to Texas. Um. So I mean, he was literally um pretty. Much, I would say you can make an argument. He was our number one receiver, other than Jermaine Burton, and we just lost him to freaking Texas. So um, I don't know, man. I'm being patient. I truly believe that if we, I see us going nine and three, eight and four next year. I really, really do because once again, we're gonna have the toughest schedule in college football next year.
0: Well, Florida,
1: Florida's got the toughest. Well, schedule I, in football, but but Alabama. We got the can game. rival one hundred percent, dude. So if we, especially with his first year with Alabama, if we can go eight and four, nine and three. I'll consider it a successful season. So yeah, I'm just kind of neutral about it. I'm trying not to get my hopes up. I'm trying to be patient. I like the hire. Uh, trying to stay neutral about it, but I love the fact that we went out and we got an offensive-minded. Here's
0: here's what, here's the I don't know if it's advice for what I what I think Alabama should do, and what I think this is the mentality the fans should have for the next four years. As long as he's getting at least eight wins for this next four years, every year get get eight wins. Okay, you go eight and four, not that bad. Okay, don't even mention the possibility of being fired. If in the next four years, if you if you can win at least eight wins in the next four years, don't even mention it. Once you get to year five and he's still not getting at least nine wins, because the twelve team playoff, if you go nine and three and you've got the Alabama logo. You're making the 12-team playoff, okay? Let's be honest with ourselves. If you if you go nine and three, you're making the playoff. So if, you, if once you get to year five, he needs to be getting there. He needs to be making the college football playoff consistently starting year five. And if he's not, then you can talk. Then you can fire him. But these first four years, if he's getting eight wins, let him be. Okay, don't even mention it. The, you I, give him time. Okay, give him time. That's
1: yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah, 100. percent You've got to at least give him. You have to at least, bare minimum, and this is the absolute bare minimum. You have to at least give him at least two to three years to get his own recruits in there. Yeah. And to give him a chance. So you're to saying,
0: like, recruits. even if he goes seven and five for the next two years, don't fire. Don't fire. Him. Okay. Because
1: you have to give him a chance to. Yeah. I mean, unless, now... Because the, Unless because, he's making just ridiculous decisions and right. just literally no. just looks like he's not an SEC coach.
0: I used to be all in that way, but the transfer portal has changed that a little bit now. Yeah. You can turn teams around quicker now than you used to be able to. Mm-hmm. You can. Um, so you don't necessarily need four years to get your guys in there. You really only need and like And One two. thing
1: that can help as well is it's not like Saban's leaving the university. I mean, Saban is basically kind of taking an office job in a way. Right. He's still going to have an office. He's still going to have an office with the team. He's still going to be involved with the team. So, I mean, it's not like he's just walking away completely. Like, right?
0: Yeah. He's
1: still going to be with the team, obviously, just not a head coach. Yeah. Okay. So, and I mean, and honestly, I maybe this is just me hyping him up and going back to the offensive thing. I love the fact of having a young mind and had the head coaching position. I mean, I just, you know, and, and apparently from everything that I read, he was like our third or fourth that we looked at. Apparently we wanted, we offered Dan Lanning and Steve Sarkeesian both jobs. They both turned it down. Then we hired Caleb. Yeah. So. Which
0: makes um, total sense. It would be super stupid for both of those guys to, that- where they're already at very established organizations, they already have success with those teams, to go try to replace an absolute icon yeah. Dude, that doesn't make any sense. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, so, 100%. It makes sense that they would have to go jump down a couple of options before they got the guy. Yeah. That makes sense. That's reasonable to me. We
1: did hire a head coach a little faster than I thought. We
0: yeah, I agree. I thought we it was hired him way
1: faster than I thought. We I
0: agree with that. But, but with the way the transfer portal stuff is now, to. you've got to go fast, dude. You got to get that stuff done yeah. quick or you're going to lose everybody. Yeah. So, so I I think you pretty much have to. Uh, Speaking of getting things done fast and just wanting decisions to be done, uh, Liam Cohen, offensive coordinator for Kentucky, is being interviewed for the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State and the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. If we lose this guy again, I am going to just throw everything. I'm going to break glass. I'm going to throw water bottles. I'm going to throw everything. I, I Look, we, we had one great year with that guy, with Will Levis. He leaves offensive coordinator with the Rams. Not a great year. Everybody got hurt in the Rams. He comes back to Kentucky this year. We're excited, and Coach Stoops tells Liam Cohen, my condition on rehiring you is... I need you to stay for at least a few years. I can't have you just one here a year and you gone. And Liam Cohen says, deal. I'll be here for at least the next few years. Okay. After one season, being interviewed for Ohio State and interviewed for the Chicago Bears. Okay, two things. One, Ohio State's falling apart. Okay? That whole the whole football organization, the thing's going to crap. Okay. And two, the Chicago Bears. If Liam Cohen leaves us to go offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, I'm going to lose my freaking mind, dude. I'm I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Liam, please, please don't do that. Okay, please stay. I'm begging. I'm begging. I'm begging. I'm begging. One more year. Look, if you next year could be insanely great for Kentucky's offense, if you stay, if you leave after that year, I understand. I don't understand it after this year, okay? don't You don't have the right to go yet. Next year, if you ball out and we play outstanding and we're on like that fringe of that playoff bubble at the end of the season, you've done your job and you've earned the right at that point to go to the NFL, in my opinion, okay? But not yet. Not yet you haven't. You better stay one more year. Let's see what you got next year because you're going to have all the weapons in the world. So let's see what you can do with it. Don't you leave yet. Don't. Don't. I'm gonna be
1: frustrated with that guy if he leaves, bro. If if he does, and this is a big if, if he does, I could see. I would be floored if he went to Ohio State. If he's gonna leave, it would yeah. be for the. It would be to go to the NFL.
0: Well, the reason why he, it would be Ohio State will pay him more money. I mean, Kentucky's paying him a lot. Well, nobody's gonna pay more money than
1: an NFL Than the
0: yeah, Bears. he'll make more, like, more with the with the NFL. Yes. But Ohio State will pay him a lot. And Ohio State Listen to this
1: dude. I listen. I hate Ohio State, Look, so if he the, does, I'll throw stuff with
0: The you. recruits that he's been getting to come to Kentucky, if he's at a place like Ohio State, he will get literally any recruit in the entire country that he wants. And he, he knows that. So I that's why I <laughs> you're sweating. That's why I could see him going to Ohio State. I mean, he's getting the best of the best receivers in the country at Kentucky. Kentucky has never shown any history of producing receiver talent. But all of a sudden, because Liam Cohen's here, we're getting all the best receivers in the country. So if he goes to Ohio State, I can only imagine what he's going to be getting, dude. I I, I don't know. I'm just hoping he doesn't actually get offered the job because I honestly think if he gets offered the job, he's taking it. Same with the Chicago Bears. If he gets offered the job, he's taken. Now, if he takes the Chicago Bear job, I think his career is going to go down the drain because that's just what happens when you go to the Chicago Bears. I don't, I mean, he, I
1: don't see it being successful. But uh, anyway, I, I, oh, we're obviously going to get more into this later on. But dude, with all the draft capital that the Bears have. They've had draft capital. Oh, lot. my gosh, dude. They should be a powerhouse. They should dude. be, but they won't be. A
0: powerhouse. Because, you know why? Because they keep getting the quarterback
1: position They're going to take Caleb Williams. They're
0: going to get it wrong again.
1: They're going to take Caleb Williams.
0: You know, like, I, I just, they've not, if you don't, it doesn't matter how great you do at everything else, if you don't get that yeah. quarterback position correct, yeah. and you don't even have to have a top five quarterback, okay? You just need to have, like, a top 16 quarterback. You need, a, you need a top 15, 16 quarterback. And the Bears can't even do that. Like, look, you can say what you want to about Ryan Tannehill, but when they made it to the AFC championship, Ryan Tannehill was... It was Derrick Henry. It was not Henry Ryan was, Tannehill. But Ryan Tannehill was like maybe the 15th or 16th best quarterback in the NFL that year. Like, he wasn't top 10. But he was also not below average. Like he's he,
1: an average. He was he, an average. He was NFL right where you needed to be to possibly get to a Super Bowl. But he was also the first NFL quarterback in I don't know how many years that made it to an AFC Championship without throwing for a hundred yards in every playoff game leading yeah. up to the AFC. That was championship.
0: crazy Look, so the, the other playoff games he wasn't asked to do anything. Like he didn't even have to do anything. He didn't make it. He did anything stupid. That Bengals game was terrible. I'll
1: give you that. He played. Uh, I was talking during the AFC Championship run. The Bengals yeah. game take the Bengals game took years off. Who you? Oh, you lost to the Chiefs in the AFC. We championship. lost to the Chiefs in yeah. the AFC. That Chiefs. was terrible. That was the also B- the game that the Bengals Riot, game was worse. That was also the game that Mike Vrabel decided with a lead at halftime to take you know defensive play calling away from our defensive coordinator, and we ended up blowing a big lead and losing the
0: game. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but That's anyway, we, regardless, not throwing shots. Back to Liam Cohen. Please, we've we've built Kentucky to a point to where we're getting actual recruits and college football is to the point now that if something like this changes, we can lose everybody overnight. Okay? Please, yeah. please don't do that. Because <laughs> we, we actually built something that I'm really excited for next year. We've got so many great playmakers. Please don't make us lose all of them, man. You... Liam Cohen, you owe us at least one more season, okay? You you owe us that. Come on, bro. Come on. Anyway, we're going to end this thing now unless you guys got something else you want to say. No? Nope. All right. Tanner, you got something? I did have my
1: penis in the Guinness Book of World Records once. The librarian asked me to take it out, though.